friend. Welcome to the Shattered in the Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith, an author, ministry leader, and biblical healing coach. But more importantly, I'm a wife and a mom, just like many of you. Listen, if you're looking for real, authentic talk, you've came to the right place. In this space, you will discover a friend who will connect with your heart as I share my own personal stories and cover many relatable topics. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. I see you. God sees you. And through biblical content, I will teach you how to leave your pain in the past, receive the gift of whole healing, and soar into purpose. So, are you ready to be restored and become all God created you to be? We are going to trade those ashes for beauty. Let's jump into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Welcome back. I'm Jeannie Smith, your host for Shattered Into Beautiful. And today we are going to talk about a topic that has affected many of us, and that is rejection. And I want to expose the spirit of rejection because that's what it is. It's a spirit. But this is going to end up being a series, and I'm not sure how many different episodes we will have. So I'm just trusting the Lord, Holy Spirit, to kind of lead me through that. But some of the topics that we will talk about is how does rejection enter into our being? We're going to talk about generational and parental rejection. We're going to talk about how rejection leads to fear, pride, and sickness, emotional, physical, and spiritual sickness. And then we're going to flip the flow and we're going to do a couple episodes on how to use rejection as a weapon to flip the flow, baby, to use it as a rejection and to get rid of it and rebuild our lives. But today, it's just going to be an overall introduction of a rejection, and the purpose is to expose it for what it truly is, and that is a spirit, a demonized spirit that we call this word rejection. Why is it a demonized spirit? Well, because rejection is a tactic of the enemy. It was created, birthed from the enemy. And the greatest reason it exists is to convince us that we are the opposite of who God created us to be. It was created to make us think that we don't belong when actually we were created for nothing else but to belong. And that is to belong ultimately to God's big family. So let's talk about what rejection is. Some definitions, if we were just Google what rejection is, you would find things like an act of refusing to accept, use, believe someone or something. Rejection can also be defined as knowingly and unknowingly withholding love. But again, that is the opposite of the word belonging to, which means to accept, means you're a member of and a part of. So Satan uses rejection to rob people of their God-given identity, their dignity, their value, their worth, their purpose, and their authority as a child of God. So Satan's plan for rejection is to always prevent us from experiencing the fullness and favor and blessing of God. 
So what are some examples of rejection? How about when friends betray you or when you experience words, but they're unkind words? Maybe you don't get the job you really hoped for or you lose your job. Maybe you don't make a team that you were trying out so hard to make, you know, in relation to sports or maybe it's some other kind of team, but you just don't quite make the cut. Maybe your work, something really hard that you worked on, was not accepted by your peers. Maybe you're not invited to an event, a special occasion, and you hear from through the grapevine that some others were, but you weren't. Why not? And so you feel rejected. Maybe you feel like your ideas are not accepted or heard. Maybe your spouse leaves you or rejects you in some form or fashion. Maybe you have a child that leaves home or rejects any kind of wisdom that you try to give them. Rejection can also many times come from your parents. Maybe your parent favors a sibling over you, or maybe they weren't there for you in the way that you needed them to be there for you. We can begin to believe the lie that we don't fit in or belong. There's that word again, belong. On this level, we can experience rejection on a regular basis. But rejection can run really deeply. The most damaging forms of rejection, I believe, begins very early in childhood, many times through abuse, abandonment, or lack of love and affection from a parent. And when this happens, we have a hard time coping with other forms of rejection, you know, later on in life because our foundation has already been dismantled a bit. In some ways, we may cover up rejection by people-pleasing, attention-seeking, isolation. Many times we try to cover up with addictions, and there's anger and bitterness. Sometimes we may strive to be perfectionist, where we are overcompensating. And why are we doing these things? Because we're trying to cover up a pain or gain acceptance in some way, form, or fashion. We desire to, we need to belong, but God created us to belong already and to be a part of his family. So we have this desire, we were born with it, this desire to belong and to be accepted. Isn't that amazing? Why? Because God put it there. It's something that he put there within our heart. It cannot be filled or fulfilled in any kind of way except through in our relationship with him. But we have to understand who we are in him. And that's where we learn to battle and overcome rejection. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today. But at any rate, rejection can leave you in ruins if not dealt with properly. So I want you to go ahead and take some time and identify where your rejection comes from. Now, a little bit of homework here, but this is extremely important. I want you to pause me, or you can do it after the show, but make sure you do this exercise because we can demolish the spirit of rejection when we have identified where it entered into our lives. So I want to share some stories of different forms of rejection that entered into my life just to kind of get your wheels spinning. I was going through this season in my life where God was revealing some things that needed to be 
uprooted out of my life that I needed to be set free from and delivered from. And one of them was this spirit of rejection. And so I entered into having accountability partners just praying over me, helping me to discover what those things were and where they entered into my life. And specifically one time in prayer, my mind flashed back to a time when I was probably around the age, I'm guessing around 11 years old. And uh, my daddy had drove up into the yard and there was a work crew with him. He had just gotten off work and had kind of come in to unload their vehicle uh, with all their supplies from their work day. And I knew that he would be coming in that day and kind of knew around the time that he would be coming. So I had kind of put this uh, little outfit on. I remember it was a little yellow jumpsuit and kind of got all dolled up because I just wanted to see my daddy. And I wanted him to be happy about seeing me. And so I was getting all dressed up for my daddy and to the best of my ability. And I remember seeing his truck drive up in the driveway and I went running outside and I jumped into the back of the truck where he was reaching in and unloading items that he was putting in the warehouse. And I was trying to get his attention and he wasn't really noticing me that much. And so I started to kind of just do this little twirl where I was kind of twirling around to get his attention. And out of nowhere, he took off and just smacked me um, on my bottom. And I was just so struck by that. Um, I was embarrassed by that. I was humiliated because there was other people um, around us. And he told me to uh, get back in the house. And so like, what did I do? Of course, as a little girl, I just ran off in embarrassment and um, went into the house. And I remember sobbing and crying. And so during this season, when I was asking Lord to show me, uh, you know, ways that rejection entered into my life, this was a place that he took me in prayer. He took me to this flashback to this moment where I was rejected by my daddy. And uh, later in years, me and my daddy had a conversation about this and he explained to me he remembered it and he explained to me that the reason he did that is because he didn't want uh, the work crew you know uh, other men to be looking at his little girl uh, he didn't handle it obviously the best way and we talked through that but again Satan can use any little thing uh, to just plant those seeds of rejection into our life so what did Satan try to plant into my life in that moment that my daddy was not interested in seeing me at all. And my daddy uh, did not want to give. I was not worthy of his attention. And so I ran away. Then a little later in life, I began to try out for some sports and never made the team. And, you know, hey, that's okay. God had a place for me on the cheerleading squad. So I found my place there. But the rejection or not making uh, the teams that I tried out for prior to that did affect me. A little bit later in life, I remember um, I discovered this gift that I had for words and writing and putting them together and bringing great meaning to them. And so I began to exercise that gift by writing. And I started uh, just reaching out to different organizations and submitting articles and hoping to just get a chance to, you know, be a writer. And once I submitted to uh, Proverbs 31 magazine, many of you may know who Proverbs 31 magazine is, and I got back a letter and uh, they did not accept the article that I wrote for their magazine, but they gave me some really good feedback. And I even pulled out the old journal that I had from 2009 to read you 
the feedback that I got back from one of the editors of Proverbs 31 magazine. And here's what it said. Jeannie, I believe God has given you a gift and the inspiration to use it. I encourage you to keep writing and expand your outreach. So submit your articles to many magazines. You have great potential as an author. Keep writing. So that began to inspire me to never give up on my writing, but to keep moving forward. Now, yes, a rejection came with this, but also the words to propel forward and the words to inspire me to keep moving. So that's really important. So let's tuck that away as a little nugget. We'll come back to that later. There could also be times when you feel rejected or betrayed by friends, and that can happen in different seasons of your life. But here's the deal. Everyone gets hurt and rejected by others sometime in their life. So we may not be able to avoid it, but we can change the way we react to it, right? So it's all about how we react to it. So I want to talk to you about something called the rejection cycle, okay? Because there is a cycle to rejection. So you first, when you're rejected, begin to think about how you feel. This is a step one, we'll call it, to the rejection cycle. How do you feel about the rejection you just encountered? Then step two of the cycle would be, how do you allow those feelings to control you? And then step three of that cycle would be, what is your reaction going to be to that rejection? So when it strikes, I want you to consider your reaction. And maybe you need to take some time to just journal this. As you think back to the um, times of rejection that you've had in your life, can you remember how you responded and reacted to it? Or maybe you're in a season of rejection right now. How are you living in that? How are you responding and reacting to that even right now? These could be some ways that you are responding. I refuse to communicate with them. I have difficulty tolerating them. I say only what I think they want to hear. I am critical and judgmental of them. I spend little time with them. I build emotional walls for self-protection. I don't trust them. I say hurtful things to them. Why? Because they hurt me, so I want to hurt them back. I reject anyone who reminds me of them. It becomes triggers in your life. And you may try harder to get people currently in your life to accept you. Or you may just completely withdraw and move into isolation. So these are some things that responses that you could walk through when dealing with the cycle of rejection. The way that we handle rejection will lead to abundant life or death or more rejections because it is a cycle. So this is why we have to identify it as a vicious cycle, one that is not healthy for us. And we have to learn how to flip the flow. We have to understand how to have healthy responses to the cycle. So I want to give you three principles and how to deal with rejection when it strikes. Okay, principle number one, choose to believe what God says about you. We're talking about your identity here. And he says you are blessed, blameless, loved, forgiven, and accepted. He says you belong to his family. So know this, no matter what, God has always loved you. And you have always been worthy of his love. Nothing can change the fact that he loves you. Nothing. So I want to read Ephesians 1, 
read through seven to you. And here's what it says. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all, that's that special word there, all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted and called us beloved. So, if you believe this, then rejection cannot touch you. It cannot harm you. It cannot define you. It cannot control you. So renew your mind with these truths daily. Okay, principle number two, respond in love to rejection. So when we love others, even those that hurt us, we experience abundant life because it's supernatural. It's not normal to love someone that has hurt us. But what makes us able to do this? It's the supernatural love and understanding of Christ in us. And because of that abundant love, we experience ourselves from God. We're able to overflow that into other people and upon other people. When we understand God's love for us and how deep it is, we don't need anyone else's acceptance. So therefore, rejection has no hold on us. And who cares if someone rejects us, right? The father don't. Principle number three, trust God with the outcome. God will bring forth good in all of our hearts. Remember Romans 8, 28, that God works all things together for good for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. Oh, my people, trust in him at all times. Pour out your heart to him for God is our refuge. That's Psalm 62, 8. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about Jesus' rejection because he faced it from his community. It was said that he was without honor in his own hometown. He did not do many works at a hall there because of their unbelief. So, Lord, help us with our unbelief because we want and need to see Jesus' healing works and his presence and his miracles in our life. Okay, so let's read this. Mark chapter 6 verses 1 through 13 and it's titled A Prophet Without Honor. It says Jesus left there and went to his hometown accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue and many who heard him were amazed. So Jesus is in his hometown. This is where this is happening and it says where did this man get these things they asked? What's this wisdom that has been given to him. What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his own town, among his relatives, and in his own home. He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Then Jesus went around teaching from village to village, calling the twelve to him. He began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over impure spirits. These were his instructions. 
Take nothing for the journey except a staff. No bread, no bag, no money in your belts. Wear sandals, but not an extra shirt. Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, leave that place and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. So Jesus experiences this rejection in his own hometown. And then he teaches the disciples, this is how you must handle it. And he tells them, if they won't listen to what you have to say after they see the signs and wonders, he tells them to, what? Leave that place and shake the dust off their feet as a testimony against them. Then it says they went out and they preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. So Jesus experienced rejection, but he did not let it stop him. So he knows what it's like to lose love and support of those closest to us. He knows what it's like to feel unwelcomed. He knows what it's like for things to be said to you that are very hurtful, but he did not let it stop him. So he goes on about traveling many places, continuing to do the wonderful things that he's doing, and still many refuse to acknowledge him as the Messiah in his travels, even as he performed these miracles and healings. But again, he did not let it stop him. And then ultimately, Jesus's rejection led him right to the cross, where he experienced more rejection, the ultimate rejection. He was rejected by some of his own disciples as they betrayed him and denied him. And at the final moment of his life, Jesus felt the ultimate rejection. But it was in his death on the cross that led to resurrection and even our resurrection today. Because it's because of his death that we live. And it was something that had to be fulfilled. It was the will and purpose of his father. It had to be fulfilled so we may live. And it was all because of God's great love for us all. But through all of this, Jesus was never caught in a cycle of rejection. He lived in approval of God, no man of God. He knew his identity. He knew how much the Father loved him and he responded in that love to others. He trusted God to use his suffering on the cross for good, in which, yes, God did. He chose to love and forgive others. And this is what set him free, and it's what sets us free here today. So here you go. In what I just told you, you see those three principles come alive again that I gave you earlier. The three principles to use when rejection strikes. We see that lived out through Jesus. This is good stuff. So we must find peace and comfort in knowing we do not face anything that Jesus did not face first. And he overcame, which means we will overcome as well as a child of God. So listen, rejection is a demonized spirit. We have to know that. We're going to just go ahead and call it out right now. Call it for what it is. Rejection is not for you. You belong to God and he wants you to be free to love and to be loved. His plan is for us to understand that we are fully accepted by him and through his son. He wants us to be healed and he wants us to be whole. The demonized spirit of rejection keeps us from being able to see and accept the perfect love of God. So it must be broken and it must be demolished from our lives. So the first way we do that is we acknowledge what it is. We come to understand that it's not from God. It's from the enemy. 
and we expose it. That's what this today's message is about, exposing rejection and giving us some tips on how to combat it when we see it arise in our life. And the first step is always to identify its roots. So I'm going to go back to the exercise and homework that I gave you earlier. Please make sure that you do that because once you identify its roots, then we can begin to apply spiritual strategies, heavenly strategies that God gives us through scripture. And I gave you three to start with today. Okay, I want to touch on something in John chapter 15. I love this chapter in the Bible. It's about the vine and the branches. It's about abiding in Christ. It's about how we didn't choose him, but ultimately he chose us that we would come to know him, love him, that we would bear fruit through him. Yes, we have to make the choice to follow him, but first he already chose us. And so in John 15 verses 26, 27, it says, when the helper comes whom I shall send to you from the father, It will be the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father. He will testify of me, and you will also bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. So Jesus is talking to the disciples here, but he's also talking to us. Now, I said to you that rejection is a demonized spirit. It's a spirit of lies from the father of lies, who is who? Satan. But this passage is Jesus speaking to us about the spirit of truth. And so I just want to declare the spirit of truth over you right now, that the spirit of truth will speak to you, help you identify where rejection entered into your life, and you will begin to speak to it, expose it, and to demolish it, tear it down out of your life. The spirit of truth will do that. It says, he will testify of me. The spirit of truth will testify of him, and then you will be able to bear witness. Now, I love, it goes a little bit further into John 16, verses 1 through 4, says, They will do these things to kill you. Those things they will do because they have not known the Father or me. And when those times come, remember what I have told you. Okay, he is speaking to the disciples again here. He's warning them that they, meaning people that are operating in demonic spirits, people that are operating in not truth, but of lies, people that are going to reject them. Okay, now I'm speaking to you through Jesus's words here. People will do things to you. They will reject you. As Jesus says, they will do these things to kill you. But these things they do because they do not know the Father. And when these times come, remember what I have told you. Very powerful words here from Jesus. He's warning us these times are going to come. But when they do, he's given us heavenly strategies right here. His life was an example, a heavenly strategy of how to deal with rejection. And remember, no one walked through greater rejection than Jesus. So we've been given those tools. Psalms 34, 17 says, The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all of their troubles. Now, I'm going to close out today reading a prayer over you. And this is a prayer to battle rejection. And as we work through, I don't know, maybe a few or several series in this topic of rejection, I'm going to continue to pray this prayer of rejection over you. 
Because remember, the spirit of truth is what tears down the rejection. So, Father God, we just come to you right now and I speak over everyone who is listening to this message. Father, that they would enter into a place of truth, that the spirit of truth would begin to speak to them. We call out any spirit of rejection in the name of Jesus. Lord, you are our light and our salvation. You are the strength of our life and we will not fear anything or anyone. Lord, you are always with us. We will not be afraid. What can man do to us? Nothing. Lord, you were despised and you were rejected. You are acquainted with all of our grief and all of our sorrows, but it's by your stripes that we are healed, Lord. It's by your stripes that we are healed of rejection. Lord, right now we call out any unbelief that we may have in our life, God, and we say that we choose to believe and receive what you have said about us, and it's your truth that sets us free from any spirit of rejection. Father, you have nailed the rejection to the cross. You overcame it. You've already conquered it. And because of that, we are set free. And Lord, we just declare right now in the name of Jesus, because of you, we have been sanctified with your word and your word is truth. And that will pour all over us, Lord, that we are conquerors through Christ, through you, that the righteousness of our heavenly father is in us and for us, Father. And we are blessed with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places that we have been gifted with all of them and that we have been chosen by you God we thank you from that from the foundation of the world and because of that we are holy and we are without blame because we have been adopted as your child according to the good pleasures of your will and we are accepted fully accepted in love because we are your beloved we are redeemed and forgiven of all of our sins because of the blood of your son, Jesus. And we are heirs, co-heirs to Jesus Christ and seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And because of that, we are workmanship of the Lord. We work together with you, Lord. We're partners with you on heaven and earth created in Christ to do good works. We are a fellow citizen of heaven with the saints and members already that are with you in your household, both in heaven and on earth. Lord, may our inner strength be strengthened by your might and your spirit in the name of Jesus. May we be rooted and grounded in your love and be renewed in the spirit of our mind every day, Lord, with your truth. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, have a great week. I hope that this episode has blessed you. It may have opened up some deep wounds, but hang on. God is going to show up and he is going to heal you at the deepest level. Remember, healing is a process and it takes time. But there's a little bit of work that we have to do, but God will meet us there. He is going to create a beautiful story within you. And if rejection is something that you have suffered with, just hang on. God is going to uproot that and fill it with all of his peace and his joy and his comfort. And he's going to use it. You know, things that we go through in our life, it's not for us to just experience them and maybe even experience the healing of God and then to keep it to ourselves. No, it's to help other people. And that's what I'm trying to do in this podcast is I'm just trying to use the struggles of my own life where God has showed up and ministered to me and set me free and then share it with other people like you so that you may be comforted and you may be healed too because that's God's purpose and plan for you. So have a great week. I love you bunches. And remember, live life abundantly. If you like Mommy's show, leave a review. 
Hey, before you go, if this podcast has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to leave a review and subscribe to the Shattered into Beautiful show. Next, hop on over to the Shattered into Beautiful private Facebook group where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration. You can reach me at JeannieScottSmith.com. And lastly, please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at Smith Evangelistic Ministries. I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way. Oh, 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 oh,